What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to the recap of NXT. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, joining me once again here on The Boochcast, he is the NXT correspondent. He's been woken. Yep. He's been broken. Absolutely. And now he's just broke. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to The Boochcast, the one, the only, the broke soulless ginger, Mr. Zach Scott. What's up, dude? dude yes, yes, it's me, the broke soulless ginger, Zach Scott. And speaking, I'm not that broke. This was weird. <laughs> 
<laughs> this is a weird ass episode of NXT. Just something about the vibe of this was just odd. Yeah, you're just watching. It's like, what the fuck is going on? A couple of things were supposed to happen, then I was like, eh. Yeah, like we're not saying the show sucked. We're just saying it was odd. Okay. Very odd indeed, sir. It was very odd. I'm just watching. I'm just thinking. About, I'm thinking. I was like, I wonder what Vinny thinks about this right now. Because it was odd as hell. But otherwise than that, it is hotter than hell. Yeah. Remember what I said, everybody? It's harder than a bump stut sack. <laughs> yes, uh, we're currently experiencing a bit of a heat wave, and um, I'm going to preface this. That's what we're calling it? I mean, that's what, uh, that's what it was called when we were doing, um, uh, we're going to let y'all in a little secret. We got a variety show that's going to be coming out sometime in August that uh, Zach and I recorded yesterday, or Monday at the time you're listening to this, and it basically said heat wave on my computer where it told me where the temperature is outside. Like, right now, it's saying partly sunny, whether that's true, I, which I I don't think it fucking is. I'm pretty sure it's pitch black. Yeah, it, yeah, it's it's darker than Wesley Snipes out there, and <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I say that out loud. Uh, get letters. Yeah, we gonna get letters. But anyway, so uh, and Zach did have an AC that he was turning on, a little fan thing that, that he was turning on, but it was too fucking noisy, and there's no way we could have got got through the show with it because it would have been distracting audio wise. So if if Zach sounds like a little grouchy pants it's because i needed him to turn the fan off so we could do this show so so you know in advance if he sounds a little moody it's partially my fault fuck you dating facts all right and we kick things off with our first official match of the evening for the nxt tag team titles the creed brothers defend the titles against idris anofi and malik blake blade yes 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 uh creed brothers against uh Adafi and blake blade actually it was not that bad for opening match usually i'm like you i don't like championship belt being open match but uh Adolfi and Blade put up a good fight in the Creed Brothers it was a hell of a stellar match for the opening bit what do you think Danny well as far as championship matches go as long as there's no unless there's other championship ma- matches on the card it shouldn't open the show like like for example the NXT tag titles are going to be on the show but on the same night the NXT title is going to be defender the North American title is going to be defended then I don't mind the tag titles opening the show but if you're only having one championship match and everything else is just a match then the title match should always be the main event always you're your belts should always be treated special. If you don't treat them special, it's going to be hard for the audience to do that. But since we had an impromptu NXT title match in the show that we'll talk about a little bit later, I was okay with this opening the show. And this was just great tag team wrestling. Like On both sides. Oh, yes. Anofi and Blade, this is the best match they've had since forming this tag team. I don't get their gimmick. What is their gimmick? Um, They're black and they have chemistry. That's the extent of this fucking gimmick. Okay. I mean, that, that's it. They're, they're, they don't really have a gimmick they're just kind of there um they don't really have much of a gimmick the creed brothers obviously they have a gimmick they know what they're doing but anofi and blade have been pretty much a jobber tag team up until recently so they've they, they don't really have much of a story to tell now obviously at some point if assuming with everything that happens later on in the show that we're going to touch on uh we're pro- they're probably going to get more of a story and maybe be taken out of jobber status that remains to be seen either way it was a great match the creeds hit their finish on blade for the win as well well, they should because it is not even close to being time for the Creed brothers to drop their time. Obviously, they needed this win. It looks good. And, of course, after the match, um, you know, they held.
help. I know and played up. Both teams shake hands and hug and all that, showing sportsmanship, and that ends the match. So, uh, yeah, this was a great opener, solid tag team wrestling, and just everything you can ask for to set the tone for a show. Very, very, very true, sir. All right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Three bags full. Moving up. Yes. So we cut to the backstage area where Indy Hartwell's with Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez. They all hate toxic attractions, so they're going to take them out tonight, and they try to make Indy Hartwell not feel like she's the third wheel, and basically she's feeling bad because she doesn't have a friend, she doesn't have her boyfriend, husband, she's pretty much all alone, and Cora and Roxanne are trying to make her not feel like the third wheel. Yeah. 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 Moving on. Do have anything to add to this? Uh, good promo. Hype up. Yeah, I, I just thought the segment was awkward. Like, why does Indy Hartwell need to feel like, if anything, she's a, I mean, she's a badass bitch uh, when she wants to be, and she's hands down a bigger star than Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez. This is, like, her goddamn ridiculous. It was a goddamn ridiculous segment to get us ready for our main event match. Very, very true, sir. Very, very true, sir. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Yes. And we're going to move on here to the next match of the evening. <laughs> I guess Zach has something to say about this. Uh, Fallon Henley versus Tiffany Stratton. What was, what was funny about it when Fallon Henley was coming out to the ring, and you see the backstage, you can see Wendy June bouncing up and down on one of those toys. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, "Uh oh!" I was like, "This is something going to happen." That was, that, yeah. That was like, that was like. I think it was like when Tiffany was coming out, and it was like, "What the fuck is she doing?" <laughs> you would look at us like we we're like, "Uh oh!" We're like, "What does she have up her sleeve now?" <laughs> well, she comes down to the ring. She's got a cup, but instead of orange soda, she's got confetti. <laughs> and all of a sudden, Hannah Hanley just scoops her up. One, two, three. Mm-hmm. Benny, this was AKA a squash, but it was a funny squash, now, was it not? I don't call. I don't really consider this a squash. Do you call it a match? So? Yes, because there okay. was still some action in it, and Stratton definitely was holding her own in this match. Her and Henley had great back and forth action. Um, Stratton definitely got to show more of a badass side to her that we rarely see. Um, and then, of course, Wendy Chu coming out with the confetti to hopefully continue the rivalry between uh, her and Stratton, which hopefully will carry over to the Great American Bash. I'm hoping it will. Um, yep, but yep. of course, Fallon Henley gets the win, so that helps out a lot. And uh, after that, we cut to the backstage area where Cameron Grimes is sad. Grimes Breaker tries to give Grimes a few kind words, but Grimes says he doesn't need any sympathy. Grimes walks away. Duke Hudson walks in and mocks Breaker for Grimes giving him his ass to kiss. Uh, Breaker challenges Hudson to a match tonight with the title on the line. Uh, okay, 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 okay. Basically, uh, Cameron Grimes is sad and he feels down and Breaker tries to give a piece of advice and I guess Grimes to give everybody sympathy and then Hudson comes over there trying to kiss your ass. Oh, giving his ass a kiss and we'll see what this goes okay um so you have nothing to add to this mm, i do and i don't let's see what happens well i thought the segment was very well done you know cameron grimes obviously doesn't want to be pitied Braun Breaker gets um confronted by duke hudson who wants to brag about his victory even though it was a disqualification so Braun said hey let's get a real shot here to beat me and i'll even put the title on the line to prove that i can kick your ass Perfect. So on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening here. We got Zion Quinn versus Wesley. Okay, question. If I hit Wesley enough, he thinks the coconuts will fall out? I don't know. (laughs) But this right here was fucking bullshit. Really? This was not believable anybody chance and Wesley won. What the fuck kind of crap was this? But then it go ahead. I was not happy with this. I saw this. This was this was fucking stupid. It was still fucking stupid. This was this was incredibly fucking stupid. It should have never been done. And anyone who logically books wrestling would 
tell you Wesley was, should, should not have gone over. Zion Quinn is basically being treated like a fucking joke. And I don't know, who did he piss off is what I'd like to know. Did he, did he, is this something petty where he forgot to carry someone's bags into the ring? Uh, did he cut in line in front of somebody at catering? Uh, what, what, what stupid thing did he do backstage that is causing him to get the treatment that he is getting? This is a badass motherfucker who needs to be pushed to the moon and he's losing to a guy who shouldn't even have a job in, in, in wrestling. That's for goddamn ridiculous. Especially because the, it's the final flash. Okay, Vegeta. Well, this whole thing was fucking stupid and a uh, waste of fucking mat time. Like, this was a stupid idea from bad creative and I don't know how much longer Zion Quinn can job out like this before he becomes completely fucking useless. I agreed. I 100% agree with you, sir. This, I was watching, I was like, okay, you guys really fucking suck, so moving on. All right. On that note, we're going to move on to the next match of the evening, if we even want to call it that. Yeah, call it that. We got the D- the dyad with Joe Gacy versus Javier Burnell and Dante Chen. This went way too long. The dyad's supposed to be a badass tag team, building them up. They've been backing up Joe Gacy, and it went this long. Come on now. But dyad won. My question is, they didn't take off the mask. You see here, take off the mask. And I was like, oh. Let's see where this goes. I wonder who's under those masks. Just curious. Watch it be somebody who we know. That'd be funny as hell. Well, when they were setting up that finisher, at first, I thought it was like, holy shit. I thought they were setting up for the magic killer. And I was about to say, is that Gallus and Anderson? But then it turned into a DDT. So now I don't know who it is. But I, I, I could have sworn. Yeah, I've I seen, the same thing. I feel like I've seen this finisher before. Do you remember mm. anybody in wrestling that does this? Type of finisher. I'm closing my eyes. I'm trying to think. I think no. someone at WWE done this. TNA. TNA. Ring of Honor. I have no idea who's done this finisher. Uh, and I'm thinking maybe if we could, because I'm thinking if we could find out who who's done this finisher before, then maybe, just maybe, we could find out who that team might be. Or we just look up who's on, on uh, Wikipedia. Okay. Well, do you know what the name of that move is? Because I don't. I just know what it looks like. No, I do not. Exactly. So it's going to be kind of hard to look it up. I'm talking about the two people who are in the dyads. Actually, two people. Okay, so you want to go on Wikipedia, research dyad, and you think somebody up there is going to tell us who the fuck they are. Dyad w- NXT, maybe. They're, 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 so you're saying Wikipedia has their real names, and none of us have any idea what who it is. You never know. All right, well, you go do that. Well, I'm exactly what I'm doing. All right. Well, after the match, Gacy says they will continue to do their work until NST 2.0 becomes a place that follows their message. Ah, spoken like a true snowflake. I love it. It's like, yes, we will make this a safe space that pushes our narrative. Ah. Mm. Music you know some years. Fuck it. I'm not doing it. I'm too lazy right now. But yeah, I saw this right here. I'm like, Joe Gacy, I, I like what he does right here. He was, but this is a safe space to like, you know, join me. I want to eat your heart. Yeah. And then we cut to the backstage area and we see Sangha with two beautiful ladies. And then all of a sudden, Zion Quinn comes up. They get into an argument. Sangha stands up. Zion basically walks away like a pussy. And Sanja says, I found my next opponent. Uh, okay. We'll see what happens there. I don't see this ending well. Me neither. Poor Zion Quinn. You fucking cocksuckers. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> <sighs> 
So next we cut to a toxic attraction who basically wants to show they're the most dominant group in NXT and they do their usual thing. Let's make fun of everybody. We're going to win. Blah, blah, blah. This ain't special. (laughs) Exactly. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Yes, you're dominant. You're done. I'm tired of you guys having the belts. Okay. You're back there. Yeah, we're beautiful. Yeah, we're pretty. We're the most dominant of all. Of all. It's like, well, this is not the first time we see this. Hopefully you lose them too. Lose them soon. Anyways, moving on. Yeah. So next we cut to a uh, in-ring segment we got the D'Angelo family. Uh, Tony D'Angelo promotes Stacks and Two Dines for their hard work. They go from being uh, basically lackeys to being like soldiers which is like an upgrade. Um, D'Angelo then berates Santos Escobar for being disobedient. He's, D'Angelo says it's time he had some gold. He wants to be the A champion. Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams interrupt. Hayes tells D'Angelo he doesn't want any part of him. Stacks and Two Dines want to match against Hayes and Williams. Hayes and Williams agree. I'm surprised he didn't do the voice. Don, are you in there? I know you are. But this right here was actually a fantastic fucking promo right here. It's like uh, two dimes and stacks got promoted as well as they should because they took a beating. Especially the guy who got cracked over the head and they won. What they won is still funny as hell. But then uh, Carmelo Hayes shows up and they interrupted. And we will see Trick Williams, Carl Hayes going against two dimes and stacks tonight. Vinny, go ahead. Okay. Here's the fucking problem that I have. This was overall a good segment. Could have been more interesting. Don't really know what the promotion's supposed to do. But at some point, one of two things going to happen. Either either Legato's going to fall in line eventually, or there's going to be some kind of fight where they get kicked out or quit or whatever the fuck's going to happen. Either way, this is not as this is not as great as, as they made it out to be. I'm not enjoying this. Another issue I'm having. We got Tony D'Angelo versus Carmelo Hayes for the North American Championship. What is it with NXT and not giving a fuck about their about their big events we got the great american bash coming up and you want to put a north american title match on next week this is the type of shit that pisses me the fuck off see what should be happening is this tag team match should be happening next week and this north american title match needs to happen at the fucking great american bash if anything i want to get a baseball bat and great american bash creatives fucking heads in for not knowing how to book a pay-per-view this fucking retarded you're throwing away a good quality match on a free tv episode that means nothing has about as much value as a mexican food stamp (laughs) when you're supposed to be advertising the great american bash that's where your big matches should be. That's where the end of your rivalries should be. Because if, if Tony D'Angelo wins next week, what are you going to have for the Great American Bash? What? What are you going to do? Uh. Is it going to be a rematch? Is Tony going to have a different challenger? Thank you, Jeds. Fuck's sake. Anyway, on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening, if we even want to call it that. For the NXT Championship, Braun Breaker defends the title against Duke Hudson. Squash. Squash completely. <laughs> How long? You blinked, you missed it. Pretty fucking much. Um, I really have nothing to say about this. Do you? Uh, yeah. Um, why? D- Duke Hudson ain't getting shit for a while. That's I'm what I'm. That's what I'm getting out of this. But after the match, Karim Grimes hits the ring and challenges Breaker to a match at the Great American Bash, and Breaker assists, and that was one hell of a fucking promo from Cameron Grimes. Do you agree, sir? Uh, that was amazing. Okay. That was the only entertaining thing about it. Oh, that was great. You know, Cameron Grimes, you know, trying not to disrespect Braun Breaker, but also talking about how everybody knows who his dad is in the business, but nobody knows who Cameron's dad is, because we've mentioned his dad before in a previous episode. He's a former wrestling promoter, and he says that, he said, he said, he said, you know, Braun, you weren't, you weren't born with a silver spoon in your mouth. 
but you definitely ate better than I did. And you know, your father got to sit in the audience. My father had to look down on me. So it was very emotional. It was very well done. And it was Cameron wanting that NXT championship and Braun accepting. And it was well done promo. Like the end. And they did the right thing. They scheduled it for the great American bash. That they did. Now, here comes the big question though. Now that the great American bash, does Braun retain or does Cameron Grimes win this thing? I think Cameron Grimes needs to win. And if he does win, does Braun finally get the call up? That's going to be the next question. And is he going to be ready? I don't know where he's going to go. And I don't know what he's going to do when he gets up there. But either way, this is the most entertaining part of this whole show. Was that pretty promo. much. All right. Now on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening. If we even want to call it that. that. We got Giovanni Vinci versus Guru Raj. I actually like the guy, Vinny. I thought this was actually fantastic. <laughs> I was like, okay. I was like, uh, I don't know who this guy is or the other dude. But okay, dokey. Basically back and forth. Didn't. Guy dominated, hit the power bomb. One, two, three. Benny. I like this guy. He's got an interesting gimmick. You know, he walks to the ring, they're taking pictures, they're doing the whole Vedi Vidi Vici. Which first time, uh, first time, I, you know, the first time I ever heard that was. I know it's from a movie, isn't it? No, it's from a cartoon. What cartoon? Doug. Remember when Doug was doing magic? Instead of saying abracadabra, he would say Vedi Vidi Vici. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. That was okay. his magic words. Whenever he was I doing that. I remember magic. that episode. Well, there, there were three different ones. There was one where he was doing magic at a town. No, that wasn't a town show. But there was one where he was doing magic with this little kid that kept following him around. And then there I was, remember that. And then there was the other one where uh, where he, he and Patty got handcuffed together. And he lost the keys. And he couldn't get the handcuffs off. And it was fucking awkward as hell. But yeah, so they're doing all that stuff, and then Giovanni just whoops this guy's ass. He's a decent worker, not a lot, not, he had one springboard move, but one springboard move's not bad. And he hit a last ride style power bomb, got the win. So it was great. He's a new he's a new wrestler that doesn't do spot monkey bullshit. No. So but he had a good he had a good showing. So they they established a little bit of who his character is and hopefully at some point we'll hear him promo wise and see how good he is on the mic. Very very true, sir. Very, very true, sir. Moving on. On that note, we cut to the backstage area where Grayson Waller interrupts Solo Sequoia's interview. Sequoia challenges Waller to a match next week. I want to see that, but did you enjoy this? I mean, I did and I didn't. Okay. You know, like, obviously, you know, Solo Sequoia again is talking about, I want the North American Championship. I know I sound like a broken record and blah, blah, blah. And then... I'm next. And then Grayson Waller's, like, you know, trying to talk about his family name and everything. And then down the match this week, I, this was... Ugh. I mean, look, Solo Sequoia keeps trying to go after the North American Championship. He doesn't need it. He needs to be upgrading to the NXT Championship if he really wants a title shot. People who obsess over becoming a mid-card champion, to me, sounds mediocre, and I'm not a fan of it. We move on to the next match of the evening. We got Stax and Two Dimes versus Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. Okay, this was a good match right here, but for some strange reason, Agaldo Del Tasma tossed two dimes and sacks that match. It was great. It was going back and forth, and Hayes and Trick Williams, good chemistry. Stacks and two dimes, good chemistry. It was great until there was that interference. I want to see Tack and two dimes win. Clean, yes, dirty, that's okay, but I didn't like the ending of this. I mean, I don't have a problem with it because obviously Carmelo's got to get a win here because I'm assuming that means when he get, when they face off next week, Tony D might be able to win the North American title. Make Carmelo look good going into uh, the title match. So you got to make the champ look good going into it. So, and the fact that Wild fucked it up 
um, you know, it doesn't weak. It, it doesn't hurt stacks and two dimes because you know they got messed over by people who didn't know what the fuck they were doing. So it, it, this this match ended the way it needed to to build up to the title match. Could mm, have ended a little bit more different, but yeah. What can you do? Yeah. And then backstage, D'Angelo berates Legato for messing up tonight. He wants him to get it together before his North American Championship match next week. Now we got to see what happens with family, with this group. As long as Tony D walks out with the North American title, I really don't give it. It's time for him to be a champ. That's what needs to happen. And on that note, we move on to the main event of the evening. We got Indy Hartwell, Cora Jade, and Roxanne Perez versus Toxic Attraction. I thought this was actually fantastic. It was really, really good. It was back and forth. First, Truckstern had the upper hand, and then uh, Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez and Indy Hartwell had the upper hand for a while. It was a physical, brutal match. Vinny? Yeah. I mean, this was a good main event. You it know? was. The women brought the fight. They needed to. Uh, you know, it felt like a lot of emotion was going through here, and in the end, uh, Perez uh, pins Dolan, gets the win, um, you know, and then, you know, Jade hit a senton. Perez followed up. Everything went great. And, I don't know why they did that. Yeah, well, the only thing that bothers me is the fact that they keep talking about Roxanne challenging Mandy Rose, <sighs> which I don't want to see happen. Roxanne and Cora need to challenge Jade and Dolan. They need to go for the tag team titles. It makes logical sense. Not a lot of tag teams left. Those two are legit besties. They never shut up about it. So it make logical sense for them to go for tag team gold. Roxanne Perez is nowhere near close to being ready to be a women's champion. She does not deserve the title. She does not deserve the gold. And Mandy Rose, biggest star as she is, should not be giving Roxanne the rub. If anybody should be beating Mandy Rose for the women's title, it should be Indy Hartwell. That's how you book this. To book it any other way is an insult and a waste of time. I have said I agree with you that on that. Uh, Roxanne Perez, no. Any Hartwell needs to have it. That's what I want to say. Do what you said, but they're not going to because they don't listen to you, now, do they? No, they don't. They keep kicking me out of the right, bringing logic. They <laughs> All right, then, there, funny. Yep. Mm. This, ladies and gentlemen, will wrap up this week's uh, recap of NXT. Uh, Zach, thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to join me, and I look forward to seeing you on the next one. Absolutely. All right. Make sure you guys follow the Boochcast. We're on Anchor. Anchor. Spotify. Spotify. Breaker. Breaker. Google Podcast. Google Podcast. And iHeartRadio. And iHeartRadio. Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there, or be a super fan and follow us on all five hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash theboochcast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at theboochcast. Get latest tweets, photos, and videos. Uh, check out our YouTube channel. View all of our exclusive video content and hit that subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when future episodes will be posted, future video content. Also, make sure you're following us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next watch party will be Saturday, July the 30th for WWE SummerSlam. Join us live at 8 p.m. for the biggest party of the summer. We'll either be doing it live from Nashville, Tennessee, or from here in Atlanta, Georgia. We haven't decided the, vet with the location yet. It's going to depend on a few things. But either way, at 8 p.m., we will have a SummerSlam watch party for you. And for those of you who don't have Peacock, we have a bootleg link where you can see the show for free. We'll be posting that on our Twitter page and 
hour before the show starts. Also, we got a live D&D show coming out later this year. We got a Boochcast booking battle and a very special a piece of uh, content that we're slowly in the process of creating, but we will have it ready for you guys when we do. It's going to be kick-ass. Also, make sure you guys support the Boochcast by going to anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three different levels you can donate at. Uh, the first level you can donate at is for $0.99 cents per month. Uh, the second level you can donate at is for four ninety nine per month. And the third level you can donate at is for a mere $9.99. You can have the option of paying with a credit card or with GPay. And the best part is all the money that we raise goes back into this show in some capacity. We use the money to upgrade our equipment. We use it to bring in bigger name guests, pay our bills, and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. If you got a favorite co-host and you believe to be paid for their hard work, anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And then if there's any money left over when it's all said and done, we use the rest to feed Zach Ramen Noodles and try, I don't know how much more trying we can do, but we're trying to get him late. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, aka the Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been the Booch Cast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza baby. Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. And eat. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. A la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again.